Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran. Welcome to Modern Widow Podcast, Episode 23, Fitness for Real Life. We are still in our Widowhood 101 series, and today we are welcoming our guest, Chris Regal, Wellness Director at the Berwick, Pennsylvania YMCA. But before we bring on our special guest today, Fran, you know what time it is. Weekend shenanigans and notable events. Fran, do you have any weekend shenanigans you would like to discuss? Oh, I had shenanigans all right. I'm still recuperating from my shenanigans. I went to a three-day music festival uh, just north of where I live, and we actually camped for the three-day music festival. It was so much fun. It was nonstop fun, actually. It was very cold, especially the first day and night. The second two days were absolutely beautiful. The sun came out. I have some stunning sunset pictures. It's a real fun festival. They have a lot of acts that come in, fire twirlers, flamethrowers, three stages going this time. They brought in food trucks. We packed a lot of food of our own. I baked homemade blueberry muffins, breakfast uh, frittata muffins that I made, and it made our campsite very, very popular. Now, uh, you have to understand, this was a very young crowd, uh, a much younger crowd. But you know, Cher, here's the way I think of it. I believe that by surrounding yourself with people of all ages, you become a much more, you know, aware person yourself. It's nice to have friends and acquaintances of all ages, especially in in this day and time. Of course, then I came home and slept 13 hours. uh, And and now I'm feeling pretty good. So how about you? Well, I did have a couple of notable events. The first notable event is my daughter's family. The grandchildren were up for the weekend and we had a great time. The water is a little too cold to get into yet, but we are going to have 90 degree weather shortly. So I'm excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. And... They will be out of school at the end of next week, and then they will be up for most of the summer. So that's always exciting when the grandkids are staying a long time with me. The second notable event is that the Pirate Festival is a go this year. Woohoo! Yes. The Boyne City Pirate Festival is the second weekend in August. And once again, I am in charge of the hospitality room and the famous Pirate Parade. I can't wait. I know, because, you know what's so funny, Fran? I do not like Halloween. I don't like dressing up in costumes, but for some reason, the Pirate Festival just tickles me. And I don't know why, but I love dressing up like a pirate or a wench. Well, yeah, because it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's one huge party up there, and it's all one theme. And... You know, I have that beautiful mask that that I've worn the last couple of years. And for the first time in a long time, when I come up for Pirate Fest, I will not mind wearing a mask. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're used to it by now. <laughs> anyway, those are my notable events for the week. Great. We 
are so pleased to welcome our guest today, Chris Regal, Director of Wellness at the Berwick YMCA in Berwick, Pennsylvania. And I, I also believe that her husband, uh, Mike, is joining us also. I have to uh, tell you that Chris happens to be a, a very good friend of mine, as I was a member of the Berwick Y for many years. Um, I've spent many an hour with her, a lot of sweat, as well as laughter uh, and a few tears. I've participated in many of her classes, and we've done personal training together during um, my recovery from a couple of different uh, difficult surgeries. So first of all, I want to welcome uh, Chris and Mike to the show today. And then I want to tell you a little bit about uh, Chris's credentials. Thanks. Glad to be here. Chris started teaching aerobics at the age of 18. In 2003, she began her career at the Y in Berwick, Pennsylvania as a group exercise instructor. She then served as group exercise coordinator for 10 years. And in 2015, she was named wellness director for the Y. She holds certifications as a personal and group exercise instructor through the American Aerobic Association International and the American Council on Exercise. She's a certified lifestyle coach for diabetes prevention and a certified trainer for Live Strong, a program for cancer survivors. Chris's husband, Mike, also taught many fitness classes at the Y um, as, as well. And actually right now is uh, he is in charge of all of the food programs at their Y. So again, welcome Chris and Mike to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Glad we could be here. Thank you. Chris and Mike, yes. Thank you so much for being a part of Modern Whittle Podcast. And to get started, the first question I have is to stay heart healthy in your 60s and beyond what is the minimum amount of cardio and weight training per week you should try to accomplish that's a very good question so the general guidelines recommend at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity aerobic activity so that would be anything that increases your heart rate for example brisk walking if you would do that 30 minutes a day for five days, there's your 150 minutes for the week. If your aerobic activity is more vigorous, like say jogging, then the recommendation is 75 minutes per week. And the way you can tell the difference is whether it's uh, more vigorous or whether it's moderate would be like on a scale of zero to 10. Zero would be where you're sitting and doing nothing. And 10 would be you working as hard as you can. A moderately intense aerobic activity would be a five or a six on that scale. You would notice that you're breathing harder, but you can still talk to someone pretty easily. And then a vigorous activity would be a seven or eight on that scale. And your heart rate is up considerably and you can't say more than a few words without having to stop to take a breath. So that's the recommendation for the cardio. And then as far as the uh, weight training, they recommend at least two days a week of muscle strengthening activities. So you would want to choose some weight-bearing exercises for the major muscle groups, such as legs, back, core, shoulders, and arms. Those exercises can be lifting weights. It can be working with resistance bands um, or doing cardio, or I'm, I'm sorry, doing body weight exercises. And then you want to work to the point where you're struggling with that repetition that is your final one. So for an example, if you do 8 to 12 reps you would want to have that failure come around that 11th or 12th rep and you would want to do two sets like that. And even some things like heavy gardening and housework can be 
can count as exercise as well. So that's good to know. You know, Sherry and I are very vigilant as, as far as our exercise routines. We have made it part of our life uh, for years and years and years and actually feel out of sorts when we, when we fall off that routine. Uh, but, you know, a lot of our listeners have never had uh, that, that type of, of, of sure. a routine. So I'd like for you both to speak to, I'd like to hear both of your thoughts. What are the real advantages um, to establishing a fitness routine? So one of the biggest ones would be living a longer, healthier life with less incidence of illness and disease. So that's, that's definitely one, you know, huge benefits to establishing a fitness routine. It improves your mental health. Because during exercise, your body releases chemicals that can improve your mood and make you feel more relaxed. It also can help you deal with the stresses of daily life and reduce your risk of depression, which um, obviously, in, you know, in, in many situations, that can be very helpful. Exercise can improve your sleep. It'll help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Uh, regular exercising stimulates your body to release proteins and other chemicals that improve the structure and function of your brain. So it helps keep your thinking, your learning, and your judgment skills sharp as you age. And then another big one would be, you'll just have more energy to just go about your daily life um, if you exercise on a consistent basis. One thing I'd like to add is, especially as we age, it's, it's kind of a move it or lose it. So if you're not exercising, if you're not moving, if you're not uh, making your body work, your muscles tend to go away at a faster pace. So it, it comes down to something that simple where if you don't use it, you're going to lose it and you're going to feel worse because of it. I have a question about uh, the weight training. Now, is Pilates on the machines, you know, the Cadillac and I don't remember what all the machines are called. Is that considered weight training? So weight training would be any exercise that is weight bearing. So as far as something like a Pilates class, or I'm not familiar with that machine that you're talking about. Okay. But if it, if it was a Pilates class or a yoga class, those are not considered to be weight training exercises, but they are good for your body and for your muscles in many different ways. Okay. Thank you. Well, you know, and the reason we call this Modern Widow Podcast is that, you know, our, our base audience to begin with was for, for recent or not so recent widows and widowers. But what I have found, and I'm sure Sherry will tell you the same thing, that you are on your own now and you need to be doing everything around your house. You need to be lugging groceries in and out. You need to be getting up on ladders to do things. You need to be lifting things in your home, getting into positions that you never knew possible to fix things. And I think that that is one of the best things that people in our situation, uh, men and women, it, it's one of the best reasons to stay fit and, and use your weight training. So you are able to do all of these things for yourself now. Absolutely. I have a question about the 10,000 steps a day. Now, that is an admirable goal, and I try to do 10,000 steps a day. But I recently heard that that was a marketing tool by 
a tennis shoe company. So you would buy more tennis shoes because if you're walking 10,000 steps a day, then your shoes are going to wear out quicker than they would if you were only walking maybe a mile and a half a day. So what are your thoughts about the 10,000 steps a day and trying to achieve that? So I actually did a little bit of research on that. And it turns out that the concept of walking 10,000 steps per day originated in Japan back in 1965 when they developed a pedometer. And it kind of stuck and it's sort of become the baseline. So there isn't technically any exact science behind that number. And 10,000 steps a day for some people can be a really lot of steps. That can be a real challenge. So it shouldn't be used as a negative. You shouldn't think because I can't, I know I can't do 10,000 steps a day. I'm not even going to a try to do it. But if you can achieve or exceed that, that number on a daily basis, you're going to definitely receive the many health benefits associated with regular exercise. But the average person would have to walk between four and five miles a day to get that 10,000 steps in. So it's not real achievable. That would take like two to three hours, depending on what your pace is. But any amount of activity per day, depending on how sedentary you are to begin with, is going to be beneficial. Some current research that I found showed that accumulating about 4,400 steps per day on a regular basis is enough to significantly improve your health. So studies do show the more steps per day you get, the healthier you are. But the moral of the story is do what works best for you as far as steps. So both of you, um, you, both of you can speak to this. If you haven't made cardio and strength training a part of your everyday life till, till now, or if you did, and because of life's challenges, it's, it's kind of been pushed to the side. What's a good starting point or restarting point uh, consulting your doctor to make sure um, that you're physically able to do that? Yep. That was, that was the first thing I was going to say, schedule a visit with your doctor before you begin exercising. Um, and then the best thing you can do is start off slowly. You don't have to spend hours in a gym or force yourself into boring, monotonous activities in order to reap the benefits of exercise. Find something that you really enjoy doing, like walking, for, for example. Begin by walking for a certain amount of time every day, let's say 15 minutes. Then over the course of the next few weeks, slowly increase the time you walk. Then you can begin to add in some hills, maybe even up your tempo a little bit, even to a jog now and again, depending on what your fitness is like at the time. And choose things that you enjoy doing. That's the biggest thing, because if you don't enjoy doing it, you're, you're definitely not going to keep doing it on a consistent basis. So things like swimming, dancing, yoga, tai chi, hiking, biking, it's more likely you'll stick with it if, you, if it's something that you like to do. And I'll add that fitness uh, should be part of your lifestyle. And you need to start small, especially someone who hasn't had it as part of their lifestyle, because starting an exercise routine, uh, your, your body is going to reject that. If you're used to not moving, when you start moving, you might feel some aches and pains. So start small. You want to create one new habit and make that stick before adding something else. Well, and you know, with technology now, and everybody has, you know, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people have, you know, smart TVs, there are so many ways to pull up different types of fitness classes, fitness teens on through, through any of the networks, any of the programs available. I guess I would think, especially this past year, when everybody was stuck in their homes, that would have been a good way 
to watch them in the own in the privacy of your own home and even if you didn't do the routines at least you could kind of figure out what interests you what made you feel good am i making sense of that yep Absolutely. A lot of people don't even know what's out there. And by having access to all of that, they get to see some of those things that they may not have known even existed. And my advice is that the internet is filled. There, there's no excuse not to begin your journey. And there's tons of information out there, but sometimes that's a drawback because there's too much to choose from. So starting small, Picking one thing that you like to do and increase that activity is a great way to begin and create those new habits. And if you have someone to exercise with, that's another um, another thing. A friend, meeting a friend at the park to walk around, or someone to keep you accountable, so that you have to meet with them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 a.m. to exercise. That That's another good way to develop those habits. And that brings us to another question about group training or personal training. Now, I have done both. And how does one find what is the best fit for you? So the answer to this is going to be different for each individual person. Many people would rather be in a group exercise class or a personal training group setting because they really enjoy the social aspect of exercising with others. They get to have time before and after class to talk. They enjoy the group dynamic and they they like to have an instructor or a leader for their workouts. But then you have those people that would just rather work one-on-one with a trainer. And this dynamic allows allows for individualized attention to specifically their needs and their goals. They don't necessarily want or need the group dynamic for their workouts. These would also be the folks you see in the fitness center that have their headphones on and they're just on task and doing their exercises and pretty much blocking out the rest of the room. And some people might be self-conscious in a group setting as well, you know, and uncomfortable. So they will most likely choose to exercise alone, but it's, it's just a matter of personal preference. Which brings me to a thought, Fran. Now, tell me if if this is a delusion of mine. <laughs> Didn't you and I, years and years ago, when we lived, you know, in close proximity to a uh, to each other. Didn't we do an aerobics class together? Am I wrong about that? Like, where are you envisioning that we did that? <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, when, I mean, when I, I know lived, you've been, yeah, you've I, lived in Pennsylvania for years, but for some reason, this keeps popping in my head that you and I took aerobic dance, wasn't it called aerobic dancing? Well, well, sure. I, when I lived in um, Waterville and Coloma, there used to be classes there. It was Jackie Sorensen's aerobic dance. Did, yes. Did you come with me to that? I'm pretty sure we did some of that together. Hey, I still remember some of those songs and moves. Believe me, I, I'm telling you, when those songs come on, I can still remember the steps. Wow. <laughs> So, so there's a case where, you know, the two of you, and that's still a memory that you have now. So it, oh yeah. 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 Exercise, especially if you can do it with friends and it, it, it's a, it's a big impact as opposed to, you know, trying to do something on your own. Yeah. Sherry and I have lots of memories. We won't go into those right now. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> that was just a nice one. I remember. <laughs> God, I do not remember you going with me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we did it a couple of times. Yeah. So bottom line, Mike and Chris, what do you think? What should we be looking for? What do you think? What are the ways to measure 
real life success in with our fitness. So definitely how you feel on a day to day basis, both physically and mentally is going to be, um, you know, a real indicator of your fitness success. Also the positive changes showing in your doctor visits and your health test results as well. Once you've been exercising for a while, if it's something that has to do with weight loss or increasing muscle mass, that sort of thing, you're going to be able to measure those results in the way your clothes fit and the numbers on the scale. If, it, if that is the case, you would want to take some before pictures and pictures during your weight loss progress. So you can actually see the results over time. Keep a journal to document everything, your exercise routine, the progress that you're making, and then you can look back and see actually um, physical numbers on everything. And then, you know, remember throughout your individual journey to better health that it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. As much as we would all like to achieve our fitness goals in a month's time, that's not realistic. Um, you want to look at it as a learning process every step of the way. You're learning how to give your body what it needs, both physically and mentally, so that it will be healthy enough to enable you to do everything that you want to do in the years to come. And I think success, if you stop comparing yourself to someone else, we all come in different shapes and sizes. Start comparing yourself to who you used to be or who you were last week and look for those little changes. It's not something that we can look at the the supermodels and the, the bodybuilders and all be that person. Sometimes that's unrealistic. So just mentally having yourself in a place where you're comfortable in your own skin and you work every day to make yourself better than you were the day before. I like to compare it to your financial planning that it takes a long time to see big results in your financial planning. And that works the same way with your well-being as well, that you don't see results immediately and it does take time. Well, that's very encouraging. Very well said. Uh, Sherry, anything else? But I, I'd also like um, Mike and Chris to add in anything else that they think would help our listeners get going, get moving. Well, the one thing I would like them to discuss a little bit is, you know, when you are older, you lose that sense of balance. And of course, older people tend to fall and then that causes even more problems. So can you tell us what would be the best exercises or routines to get the balance back and to really prevent falling? Absolutely. So I work a lot with older adults, teaching some classes and training them. And balance is, is the one thing that we always have to work on. So when you're younger, you're on your feet all the time. You're very rarely ever sitting down. When you're on your feet a lot like that, you're actually having to balance. Your body's balancing on its own and you're not even consciously doing anything. As we age, we're, we're sitting down more. We're not standing up very much at all. So you lose that balance because you're just your body's not doing it anymore. But it's something that you can get back if you practice. So some things that I do with my clients and some things we do in our classes is like walking heel to toe with something like a, a kitchen counter or something to put your hand on in case so that you wouldn't fall. But practice doing that um, for a couple of minutes a day, even standing with one foot directly in front of the other foot for a, uh, as long as you can without losing your balance. Also things like going up and down on your toes and then the opposite going up and down on your heels. Those are things that put you off balance and it makes your body work to balance itself. So it's practicing learning how to get that balance back. It is something that you can ba get back if you practice. 
Well, that's good to know. I didn't know if you could really gain a lot of balance back. So I will start doing that. Absolutely. I've even seen because we had some people that did not come back right away because of the pandemic to our classes. And we do practice our balance in the classes that we do for our older adults. I've seen those ones that have been gone. Um, their balance is pretty is pretty off now that they haven't been in class for a while. Well, one of, one of the popular things that I have read about and, and seen and, and, and heard about is when you're brushing your teeth morning and night, balance on one foot for, let's say, like 30 seconds, switch to the other foot, switch to the other foot again, switch to, keep switching yourself back and forth. But, but by brush, doing, doing it while you're brushing your teeth, it, there's, a, there's a set amount of time. Right. Yep. Yeah, that will be helpful for sure. Excellent ideas. I, I really appreciate that because balance is something that older adults worry about. And uh, just for example, my mother fell and broke her hip. She was in her 80s and she did bounce back quite well. But a lot of people don't after they have fallen and have broken a hip. So I just worry about that with older adults. Right. Well, and, and Chris, is, it, that's one of the benefits of strength training, right? I mean, if the, the more that you can build up your, your bones uh, from weight-bearing yep. uh, exercises, the, the stronger your bones, if you should take a spill, if you should take a fall, number one, the chances of breaking something are slimmer, but your ability to bounce back is a little bit better. Correct. Yeah. If you, if you have been doing those weight-bearing exercises, that strength strengthen your bone density and uh, increase your muscles and all of that, it will definitely help you from bouncing back from an injury or if, or if any kind of surgery. I've had many people say who have been in classes or who have done training that they uh, were able to come back as quickly as they did just because they had been exercising beforehand. And one other question I have, can weight training, now I know that there are certain incidents where you might be on medication and, and that would cause maybe some problems. But with osteoporosis and osteopenia, can weight training reverse that for the most part? Or it can at least stop the progression of, of that disease? So I'm not a doctor, but um, I don't think that you're going to reverse it, but it will lessen the quickness of the progression. So you will not deteriorate quite as fast with, with the weight training exercises. Okay. Yeah. And that, that would be one thing that you would want to check with your doctor with about, but he's correct in that it's something it, the weight bearing exercise helps to build up your bone density, but it, it doesn't necessarily reverse anything that has um, been in the process. Okay. Thank you. Well, I think this has been a great session. <laughs> I do too. I, I appreciate Chris and Mike being on our show because, you know, when you are older, you don't plan on being a supermodel or a bodybuilder, but you do want your body to function at the highest level possible for your age. So I appreciate all of this information today. Thank you so much for being on our program. Thanks for having us. I hope our listeners are encouraged by everything that we 
that we spoke to today. It's not just about looking good in your clothes, but it, it really is about making a plan so you feel better for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Mike and Chris. Hope, hope Thank to you. see you in the hall. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. We want to thank our executive producer for her continued expert advice and critiques of our podcast. Many thanks to Park North Studios for mixing our audio. And special thanks to our guest, Chris Regal, for making this podcast so informative and beneficial to our audience. And of course, we want to thank you, our audience, for tuning in and listening every week. If you would like to write a comment, our email address is modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's modern.whittle.podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to our podcast on the following apps, Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran. And we hope you tune in to next week's episode as we welcome back Jay Julian, Life Coach, who's going to talk to us about rebranding. So till next time, remember, the road ahead will always be under construction. So watch out for the potholes. See ya. Bye-bye. Once in your shoes, I said